Shalom, and welcome to It's All About the Aliyah. I'm excited about our program today. I have author Leslie Ann Richardson with us. Uh, Leslie was born in Australia, where she grew up and studied English literature and theology. And in 1980, she moved to Israel, where she published Bible Gems from Jerusalem, an award-winning piece. But today, we're here to talk about a new work. It's called Creating Beauty from the Abyss. It is the story of a Holocaust survivor. And uh, I'm excited to have Leslie with us and, and bring you that story. Leslie, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me, Gary. Oh, I, it's my pleasure. Uh, Leslie, I just recently read um, Creating Beauty from the, from the Abyss and gave it a five-star review on Amazon. <laughs> it's well-deserved. It's a beautiful piece, beautifully written. I was completely captivated by Sam's story. Mm. Yeah, it really is one of the most amazing stories I've come across. And I really think it's the ultimate Holocaust survivor story. And I feel I was very, very privileged to come to write it. Oh, I, I can imagine because, uh, you know, re reading it, you just feel that you've, you've fallen into the, you know, Sam's life. Um, as I was reading it. And I want to read something that uh, you wrote in your forward. Um, you know, you know, that expression, you had me at hello. Well, <laughs> you had me in the forward. You said this, one does not write about the Holocaust lightly, for it was then that the darkness that is in the human heart took shape and showed itself openly in a way that is without precedent. It still confronts us with the mystery and its horror defying explanation and categorization, and the words describing what took place will always fall short. Mm -hmm. That is a place of humility and empathy that uh, just drew me right in. You, you get it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's obvious to me uh, mm -hmm. about the Holocaust. Yes. Well, I did approach the task of trepidation, and uh, what I didn't realize was that it would be a very intense journey and a very emotional journey. And um, there was also, as you know, a great deal of background research for it because I wanted to set Sam's story against the wider background of the war. Because mm -hmm. as you know, he had this remarkable facility for getting caught up in all these dramatic events uh, that have really become very, um, that were very significant in the war and in, in the historical account. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, Forrest Gump was a fictional tale of, of him, you know, falling into all of these different situations, whereas Sam's was true. And he was there at these amazing events uh, uh, like Dunkirk and others. I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to get too much of a, you know, spoiler alert here, but the book is quite amazing. Yeah. Um, tell us, before we continue on the book, First of all, how did you make this connection? What led you to Israel in the first place? Okay, so the um, I went to Israel in the 1980s. It was a place that I really was longing to actually live and work there. Mm -hmm. uh, I was fascinated by Israeli history, Jewish history. I was incredibly impressed by the courage of the Jewish people. Uh, I knew everything that they had gone through. And for all these reasons, I very much wanted to spend time uh, in Israel. And I was very fortunate because I 
got uh, work in a number of um, big Christian ministries. And the first one uh, place I worked was the Anglican School in Jerusalem. And I was teaching English, and it's an international school. And there was a young woman there called Annabelle Hersiger, who was teaching French. She was um, an Israeli citizen. She had made Ali R with her family several years ago from Belgium. Anyway, we became friends and we remained friends throughout the decades. And then a few years ago, uh, I was sitting with Annabelle in Cafe Rimon in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. uh, in Ben Yehuda Street. I don't know if you know it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and um, Annabelle told me then uh, that uh, I knew her father was a Holocaust survivor, but I was not really familiar with his story. But Annabelle told me that her mother, Edith, had taken down notes in French from Sam's dictation. Sam had passed away by then. And um, Annabelle asked me if I would turn these notes into a book. And um, <laughs> so that's when this adventure began. Wow, that's that's quite incredible. So did you did you have a chance? You he had Sam had already passed away by then, so you didn't have a yes, chance to meet him. Unfortunately, yeah. So he must have taken great notes, but go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that um after he came out from the camps, he actually had a number of health issues. And mm-hmm. I think he died back in 1980, something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, but he did have a wonderful life after the war. So Thank God. Yeah. I think, yeah, I thank God. I mean, obviously, uh, over six million did not have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to, but to 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 uh, follow his story uh, helped, I think, uh, bring. I uh, hope everyone who reads it a mm-hmm. little bit closer to understanding the the horrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, and I have to add that uh, it was really a very great honor that Annabelle asked me to write the story. She knew I was a Christian, she was Jewish. And um, (laughs) I wanted very much to do justice to her father's story. And, uh, well, so. you did. Well, you you absolutely did. I I, I know that he would have been uh, proud. Um, it's you know he it said what you mentioned in the book that he kept quiet a lot. Uh, he studied his situation, and that was what helped him survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. I don't think he would have uh, been quiet about this one. I think he would have loved to have <laughs> said, "This is my story now." Uh, well, yeah, Annabelle has said that to me, so that's a yeah. very big compliment. <laughs> oh, well, very good. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, um, we're, we're going to pause right here for, for a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, maybe we'll get in a little bit more about the details of, of Sam's story. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Ezra International Global Network is now on Rumble, and you can even watch us on your Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, or your Roku device. It's simple. Here's how to do it. First, download the Rumble app on your device. Then search for Ezra International Global TV Network. You can watch our live 24-7 channel and our weekly shows anytime you like. Oh yeah, and you can also go to our website and download our Ezra International app and take us with you wherever you go. 
Ezra International, we're there for you. Welcome back. We're talking to Leslie Ann Richardson about uh, creating beauty from the abyss. Uh, Leslie, um, your, your, your writing, uh, again, is so seamless. I, I love the way you just almost matter-of-factly weaved the stories of the Feast of the Lord into the book of Sam's life and his culture prior to um, his, you know, unfortunate uh, arrests and, and, and the like. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, Sam's life and his story and, and why you uh, wrote it the way you did? Okay. Well, Sam was born in Poland in 1917, and he was born into an Orthodox Jewish family in a little village in the south of Poland, actually very close to Auschwitz. And uh, because it was an Orthodox household, that made it very difficult for Sam to want to pursue his passion, which was art. Mm -hmm. So nevertheless, he was incredibly determined. And um, at a young age, he left home. He decided to learn a trade. And eventually he decided he would go and study in Russia. He believed that uh, it was a kind of a paradise for writers and artists. Anyway, he had so many adventures in trying to pursue his dream of studying art. And he got into uh, really some very perilous situations. Interestingly enough, he uh, went into Russia, was picked up by the KGB and eventually sent back to Poland. But that area of Poland is now uh, in the Ukraine. Mm. And it was very interesting to me. You know, I wrote all this before the conflict in Ukraine broke out. And, but I did come to understand that that area uh, that Sam was passing through was a place that had gone through so much suffering before the war. And um, it seems like uh, it's still continuing. But anyway, Sam um, came back to uh, Krakow and then he decided he would like to study art in Belgium at the Royal College there. And it was now 1937. Germany was becoming very, very, um, it was very, very dangerous for Jews in Germany at that time. But nevertheless, he decided he would go across Germany and come to the other side of the continent and hopefully find a place there, which he did, and uh, braving all kinds of dangers along the way. And eventually he did fulfill his dream of studying art. And he had a little period of um, happiness before the war broke out and everything changed. Everything did change, and and you know mm -hmm. he was he was young and naive, and I uh, and, and bought into the the propaganda in Russia. Mm -hmm. Mentioned he thought mm -hmm. he could go there and and study yeah. his art, um, mm -hmm. and I I'm just amazed at how many times that man was arrested <laughs> and survived. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get track, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, one, one of the things that it, it highlights, and you mentioned um, Ukraine, mm. uh, and yes, you're right, that that region of the world was, was changed hands many times uh, between mm. Poland and the Austrian empires and Russia, Germany. Um, but it highlights the, the need, in my mind, for an Israel, you know, for the Jewish people. That's one thing I, I you know, this program is called It's All About the Aliyah. And one thing Sam's story does is it really, it, 
it highlights that need for a, a, a place of refuge for the yeah, Jewish yeah, yeah. He was treated horribly everywhere he went. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so many people were treated so brutally just for no fault of their own. They were part of the chosen people. They were Jews. And, of course, in the camps itself, you know, the sufferings and the excruciating things that happened because they were Jews. You know, it just beggars belief and we're still mystified that such things could happen. Yeah, yeah. but we're mm, wiser. Yeah, well, I, I, I hope we are. And, you know, I, it's sad to say that, you know, this anti-Semitism still exists and it's yeah. growing stronger. Yeah. and. And you know Sam's Sam's life of of anti-Semitism started long before you know mm. the Holocaust did. He he, mm. he was treated with such disdain and and uh, you know beaten so many times. It was it was horrifying. Mm. Um, but what a what a what an amazing spirit that man had. Mm. What a spirit! Yeah. And uh, as you know, there is a scene in the book uh, where he's when Sam is still in Poland, he's in Krakow, he's working, and he's strolling along beside the Vistula River. And he has this very strange encounter with this very mysterious man who says to him, you are going to be whatever you want to be. And uh, this encounter elated Sam, but uh, he did think later that man whom he called the prophet he gave Sam this hope of um, really achieving his goals and being a creator, but he did not tell Sam the price that would be paid in order to fulfill those dreams. Wow, yeah. yeah. You know, as you said that, I immediately thought of Joseph. Uh -huh. know, Joseph, yeah. Joseph had a dream and, and, he, and he was told, told his brothers and his father that he was going to raise to this position but never could he have imagined the suffering that was going to take place in between. Uh, mm. I didn't make that connection earlier. I, I just thought of that now as you spoke that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in a way, the suffering is the way into the, the good, the blessing that lies beyond, and there's no other way. So um, Sam's artwork, it's permeated with this uh, wisdom and this compassion and this... Um, you know, it's filled with what he's learned along his journey. And uh, he has um, images from the concentration camps, but he has, has other very joyful images as well, of Jewish feasts and weddings and so on. So it all his experiences, uh, I said, I think I said in the book, it's something like it seemed to, they seemed to pour themselves into his hands. Yeah, he did. It, it shows. I mean, you know, the suffering shows, uh, you know, but you know that he appreciated beauty because of yeah. the suffering that also, yeah. and he, he was able to, to mm. uh, illustrate both in, in his art. Mm. It's, it's, yeah. quite, it's quite remarkable. Yes. And although he was not conventionally religious, he, um, he had a deep appreciation for his Jewish heritage. And one image that does recur in the book again and again is this image of a sukkah, you know, the tabernacle that yeah. uh, we have at the Feast of Tabernacles. Right. And I think that uh, Sam was aware that there was a sheltering power over mm -hmm. his life that was bringing him through these incredible uh, ordeals and keeping him safe, even though he came so close to death so many times. Yes, he did. Somehow he was brought through.
Yeah, our producer Carrie, our mutual friend, mentioned the you know the the idea of the Book of Esther. Uh, you know, the God not being mentioned, but this this hidden power that 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 uh, saw him through. Um, and the mystery for us, and of course, is you know why so many did perish, and yeah. some survived, and we'll never yeah. understand that completely. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we're grateful in this case for Sam. Yes. Yeah. And we will always wrestle with the other. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, Leslie, we're we're up against another break. We're going to take that right now. And when we come back, I want to uh, uh, talk more about the book and how uh, this audience can get a a hold of it. Sure. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're still talking with Leslie Ann Richardson, the author of Creating Beauty from the Abyss. Leslie, um, before we get too far into this last segment, uh, why don't you tell our audience how they can get a copy of this amazing work that you did? Uh, yes, they can go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of the big uh, outlets and just put in the name Creating Beauty from the Abyss and my name, Leslie Ann Richardson. And that will come up. And I also have a Facebook author page under the same Leslie Ann Richardson. So I think I'm quite easy to find. (laughs) Very good. I mean, we will have that link available to our audience. uh, And thank you for the five stars. (laughs) Uh, You are very welcome. It's well-deserved. Again, I could not recommend this book highly enough. Um, I will recommend it to all of my friends who who have this love for for Israel and the Jewish yeah, people, yeah. Uh, and uh, and use this program as well to to advertise it because this story deserves to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I remember uh, reading reading about Babiar at a young age and feeling always being compelled to mm-hmm. share the Holocaust survivor story there of, of a woman named Dina. And so I, I, I can relate to your desire to want to share this story. I, I really can. Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, is probably not known, we haven't talked about yet, is that your late husband um, actually is famous. Uh, <laughs> I, he, he wrote a poem called Wildflower, correct? <laughs> and that poem became a hit song. That's right. Uh, Dialogues recorded. It went to number nine, I believe, on the Billboard charts in 1973. Uh, how did that affect your life? <laughs> well, uh, that was actually long before I came into Dave's life. Okay. Uh, but that was way back in the 70s, and I don't know if you can remember it. I could. Uh, so when I met Dave, he told me about the song, and then he played it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do remember that song. And it was a big hit. 
all around the world. Yes. And um, had some, I think they call it covers, 73 covers, and it launched uh, David Foster's career. And, um, yeah, and, you know, Dave wrote that song in 15 minutes. And he was a poet, and but the words just flowed. And he knew later God gave him those words because the song has really um, ministered to many people or women especially who have mm. been going through very traumatic situations in their lives. And so I think God used the song very, very powerfully in many ways. And I'm sure he did. It's a beautiful song. Uh, mm. And, and I, I, when I looked it up, I rem immediately remembered it. it. It always had uh, left an impression on me. It's beautifully mm. done. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, getting back to, to uh, Sam and his story, um, he did survive and he did produce uh, beautiful art. We will hope to have pictures of that maybe as, as I, uh, we're speaking about that as well uh, for this program. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he, he uh, settled in Iran, right? Was it? That's right. So uh, I actually talked to Annabelle uh, on Skype the other day and uh, I said, Annabelle, I don't know the story of how you and your family actually made Aliyah. And she told me that um, Sam had some health problems. You know, you remember that on the train he had that heart attack going to Mauthausen and other things. But what happened was he developed very bad asthma. And the doctor said, this is in Belgium, he's still living there. So, and the doctor said to him, Sam, you have to go to a very dry climate. And he said, I would suggest, I, I'll give you two alternatives, go to Arad, We'll go to Arizona. <laughs> so, <laughs> needless to say, Sam and his family went to Arad, which was just a little town in the south of Israel, a little settlement town, and very, very uh, back in the 60s when they went, you know, would have been fairly, you know, rough and ready. And uh, But they, they loved it. And they eventually, um, they set up a studio and eventually they opened an artist's village and it drew people from all over the country, in fact, all over the world, many thousands of, of visitors. Um, Sam's wife, Edith, was also an artist. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so I believe that they were very happy. They had two children. And uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that is beautiful to, to have that legacy that uh, mm -hmm. his artwork will, will continue to be here for, for uh, posterity. And uh, mm -hmm. Also, the fact that he finally made it to Israel. I know mm -hmm. that uh, you know so many. There was so, so much turmoil uh, during that time. There mm -hmm. were there were people turned away uh, mm -hmm. that could have been could have survived the Holocaust had they been yeah. able to come to yeah. to Israel. Of course, it was known yeah. as the region of Palestine at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. such such horrific and tragic mm -hmm. history there. Mm -hmm. But Israel is the the you know the 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 success story it's the mm -hmm. promise mm -hmm. of god and it's why you know it's why we do what we do as far as helping people make aliyah mm -hmm. and, uh, and i know that you can um you can truly relate to that in the, in the sense of from knowing everything yeah. that you know yeah. about yeah. Uh, the holocaust right yeah. well I, I remember one scene in the book and sam has been in a concentration camp in the south of france called Gour. That's at the beginning in 1940, was thinking about going into Spain. Mm. But he realized uh, he escaped from the concentration camp, sitting in the forest, and he thinks about where can I go? 
where can I go as a Jew with no papers? He knew that going into Spain was incredibly dangerous. He knew he could not go to Palestine. He knew there was no way he could go back to Poland. He didn't know what had happened to his family. And so there's one alternative, go back to Belgium as a Jew in hiding with no papers. Mm. So, uh, you know, but I, you know, he's there in the forest and the trees are like a sukkah. And um, his way is being watched over. That's yeah. what I felt. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from the agony when you're in the middle. No, no, the agony and the, uh, you know, the sorrow. I, I, you know, it was a love story as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, there were there were loves in his life, and uh, mm. again, I'm trying not to be give a spoiler alert here, so um, I don't want to tell too much. Uh, mm. But uh, I, I, I definitely uh, there was a point in that that uh, in that story where I I choked up uh, as if I was losing a, uh, yeah. a, a yeah. family member. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. and, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Mm. It's a hard story, but. Uh, uh, one that I could not put down, and uh, again, you you did a beautiful way, a beautiful. You captured his story in a way that uh, that, that you know everybody everybody needs to read. Oh, thank you, Gary. No, well, that was my desire to honor Sam, yeah. uh, to really salute him as an amazing man who there was no bitterness, there were there was gratitude, there was joy, there was love, as you say, yeah. and it's really. A, Maybe it's cliched, but it was really a triumph of the human spirit manifested in his life. It yeah. really was. Yeah, I, I don't know how it's humanly possible mm. to, do, to go through what he went through mm. and, and maintain that attitude and ability to keep on living. Um, yeah. But he did. Yeah. It was a testament yeah. to that. Yeah. 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 Uh, and imagine his, his, his daughter. Again, that's a living testimony uh you know and and so do you keep you still keep in touch with her oh yeah very much because we're especially over the past year or so with yes. people coming out and yeah. uh, she's thrilled and she wants me to come to we hope to uh, i hope to go to israel later this year and maybe have a book launch in Christchurch. uh and uh, she's very keen to do that as well so uh, maybe around sukkot you know when there'll be a, hopefully a lot of christians coming back to uh Israel by then, but hopefully by then, yes. I mean, mm. I know the restrictions have been, uh, uh, you know, yeah. let down a bit. Mm. I hope they yes. continue to be, yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah, and 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 be uh, allow a, a good flow of, of pilgrims to come to the Feast of Tabernacles. Mm. That would be a great place to launch it. Yeah. And uh, I promise you, I will do everything I can to uh, to advertise it in my little sphere of influence. Well, wonderful, <laughs> thank yeah. you. You're welcome. You're quite welcome. And thank you for doing this program. I, um, I, I just, I trust that uh, this, this book will, will have the, the, the impact and the reach that the greatest works of art have ever had. You know, it, it deserves that type of, of billing. Yeah, I pray so. Thank you, Gary. No, you're most welcome. And thank you for all the work that you are doing at Ezra International. It's so critical especially at this time. And I know that some of your people are out on the front lines as well in Europe at this time. Well, thank, thank you for mentioning that. Yes, uh, all of our, our people in Ukraine uh, continue to be safe and mm -hmm. they continue to do the work. Uh, and we have drivers coming from other countries like Moldova. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a, a representative named Igor there that's been for weeks now driving and doing 20, hour, uh, 20 hours a day 
driving mm. in and out and pulling refugees and sending them out through mm. the uh, the airport in, in oh, Moldova. Incredible. Yeah, and, and they and they do this at, at their own peril. I mean, they are risking their lives mm. in, in and out of the war zone. So uh, mm. uh, I think, uh, you know, in fact, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I really feel that this is the best way we can say never again. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I just was, I was invited to speak at a synagogue uh, just last week, uh, just before Yom HaShoah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly what the theme was, that the work that we're doing is mm-hmm. how we say never again, making mm-hmm. it a reality and not just a mm-hmm. slogan. Because yeah. we, ha- we have to. We have to be his yes. feet yeah. at this time. It's a battle and it requires dedication and consecration and uh, Amen. courage. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. And perseverance. Mm. Well, again, I thank you for capturing Sam's life and sharing it with the world. And uh, we're out. We're out of time. I told you it goes quickly. Um, but uh, I'm. Uh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you joined us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we're out of time. I I, I trust you will will find uh, creating beauty from the abyss uh, wherever you buy your books, uh, and uh, we will, we will provide a link here on this program. But uh, Please take a look. I, I know you won't be able to put it down. It's worth the read. And we need to capture these stories and remember them. So once again, we can say never again and make that a reality, not just a slogan. God bless you.